So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hey you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman Each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Today, we're talking about starting, starting over. It's not, it doesn't have to be starting over. Just starting a photography business from scratch. Listen, maybe you're a listener right now and you're in the early stages. You're not just in year one, you're in month one, you're in week one. Shoot, some of you may just be like at the at the precipice, at the mere thought of beginning a photography business and you stumbled upon this glorious podcast to you, I say, welcome. But maybe you're just, this is getting all, I just went on a little fun little rant there. My, my theater. I liked it. I was with it. My theater background just came out back yeah. from my fifth grade theater background when I performed. Keep it rolling. When I performed in the play, just came out right there. Uh, but maybe... Maybe you've been in business for a little while and you're like, do I really want to listen to a podcast on starting a business from scratch? Yeah, yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. You absolutely do. Because I'm telling you right now, a day will come when you're going to want to diversify your revenue. Maybe you're a family photographer right now, uh, but maybe you won't always be. Maybe you're going to want to step, dip those those beautiful little pearly white toes. Get those piggies. Get those piggies into some weddings. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) This podcast will help you. Like if you wanted to start a wedding photography business and you're not a wedding photographer, you're in brands. Like let's, let, let's have a conversation about mm-hmm. beginning from zero, starting from scratch. And I've done this so many times, Rachel, I'm curious to hear mm-hmm. from you actually, how many businesses you've kind of began from scratch. I'd have to, I'd have to kind of list them off, but um, we, we've learned a lot along the way. Mm-hmm. I'd like to share with you how to go about doing this and, and how to do it uh, kind of bootstrapped. Like, like yeah, out totally spending a ton of money, you know, yeah. sometimes you hop on these shows and people are like, well, first off, you're going to hire a, a designer for the website Mm-mm. and you're going to work with a brand specialist to help you discover the voice of your target client. And it's like, well, maybe if you got money, I ain't got yeah. money. I got time though. Exactly. I mean, I don't have either, but I have more time than I have money. So <laughs> I am bootstrapping my own brand right now. <laughs> I have neither. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, but you well, can, for this, you can, I should say. Yeah, you can like push, you know, you can push those late hours, the early mornings, you can create mm-hmm. that time, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and this also came up because, Rachel, you're doing something super fun right now. T- yes. Talk to us a little bit about what you're up to. 
Yeah. So when I started my business, Green Chair Stories in 2014, it was a family photography company. And by 2016, it was already shifting toward copywriting. And then it just gradually every year became more and more of a copywriting company and less of a photography company. <laughs> and last year in 2022, we rebranded and all but took photography off of it, even though there's a ton a ton of blogs and resources that I have as a photographer still like on the site, just archived. Um, so I decided this month um, that I wanted to just build a very simple website for my photography brand, just to officially separate them. And not only to have the content separate, that way the audiences are completely separate, but to also start a new LLC to have a different business account and a new bank account and all of that. Just so those waters aren't muddied at all between the two businesses. It's awesome. Now in yeah. terms of your, your previous experience of starting a business from scratch, uh, mm-hmm. you know, green share stories, what else? Well, green share stories with, as a photography company and then as a copywriting company, those yeah. are basically the two brands that I've built separately. Um, I almost started a brand new, completely different industry company last year, um, right before my son got sick. And then that was tabled. So I did a lot of the like starting work for that and then just didn't execute on it, which I'm really glad I didn't because I didn't have the time to pour into it. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever started anything else small. Nope. That's it. Yeah. Just those three. Yeah. For me, it's been, um, so starting off, you know, when things were kind of very, very early, it was, uh, just my own personal, uh, artwork, uh, uh, oil paintings that I would sell. Mm -hmm. And I would also sell my services to oil paint at weddings. And Mm -hmm. so I had that whole thing going. And then, um, the photography business, which has rebranded a few times, but I wouldn't categorize that as separate things. You know, you've, you've, I've kind of carried it through. Um, I have a, a, a photo booth company, uh, as well. Um, I did a a commercial video production company called Wolf street. That was kind of cool. Um, obviously, well, uh, the six figure photography, the, the, the education, um, Mm -hmm. side of things. Ooh, um, I created a separate photography, uh, business, um, for kind of like low to mid tier weddings, you know, with sound story, we're doing really high end weddings. Mm -hmm. So I created a different brand to scoop up the clients that were, you know, we just weren't reaching or rather we were still reaching, but they just, it wasn't an alignment. And so that was, you still have that. Uh, I still own it. Yeah. I don't, I don't currently actively, uh, I'm not, I don't have photographers under it currently right now. Yeah. 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 But I still have That's it. so smart. That's so smart to have that. I have a couple of friends who do that out here and I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And the cool thing was I only marketed style and story. I only marketed the mm-hmm. main business. Right. That's it. So I wasn't, I wasn't doing double work. I just chose to market the main company. And then as people came to it that were out of alignment, I just was like, Hey, I also have the sister company that I, mm-hmm. I manage and this would be a perfect fit. And so then I just moved them down into it. And so it wasn't like I was competing with myself on SEO or other platforms. Totally. I just had the one main. And then this was just kind of like the, the trickle. Anyway, I digress. So, so smart. So smart. We've been, I've been, I've been doing some stuff for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and as you, as you find success in one business, you can use that to kind of catapult mm-hmm. into the next and you can hire people and all that kind of stuff. But we're not talking about hiring people today. No, we're not. I want to talk about when starting from scratch, uh, what are the, what are the things that you're doing, Rachel, to save money and to get things like an MVP, a minimum viable product up and running? Have you heard that phrase before MVP? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. Totally. And I think that's really what this is about. Listen, there's there's so many yes. other things that you could be doing to optimize it and make it all kinds of awesome. Mm-hmm. Year two, three, four. We're talking mm-hmm. about the minimum viable product to get something up and making money for you without you spending a ton of money on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Talk me through what you've been doing with the new photography business that you're establishing. Yeah. Well, it's very hard to put on the DIY hat if you have been wearing it in a long time, because I'm really bad at it. It turns out, um, I've been paying other people to do the things I'm not good at for eight years. And so to have to enter into that space has been very humbling. (laughs) And especially when I have grown my current business to a place that I'm really proud of, it's hard to let it not be great and let it be good enough. Mm. Um, because I don't think I let green chair stories be good enough. I only let green chair stories be excellent and it's okay if this isn't the most excellent thing I've ever created. So I just kind of want to put that out there before I start talking about the specific decisions I made because perfection is not the goal here. Um, having a usable site that I feel comfortable sending potential photography clients to is the goal. Mm. Um, so all of this started because my son's preschool approached me and asked if I would do school photos for all of the students this year. It's a tiny school. There's like 70 kids, Mm. but I, there's going to be a lot of families looking at my work and I don't want to send them to a copywriting site. I would like to send them to a photography site that's tailored to them. Um, so that's where this all started. And so my goal is to have it up and running by, I don't like two weeks from now, actually. Mm. Goodness gracious, that's stressful. Um, but by the time I am delivering those photos to the families, I want the like pixie set that I, the galleries I send them to link to a photography website, not a copywriting website. So that's the goal. And so the first decision that I really had to make was where I was going to host it. Well, I guess what the name was going to be. And I'm just using my name because that's the, I think least risky thing to do. Um, and then I had to think about the platform that I wanted to host it on. And this has actually sparked a lot of really interesting conversations with other creatives because I'm posting about on Instagram as I go um, just to let people know kind of what I'm learning and what I'm doing and why I'm choosing things. Um, But I was talking to another copywriter who said Squarespace is for your first website and show it is for your second. And I loved that perspective because Squarespace can look extremely tech driven because they're very simple, like templates that come with the subscription that you buy to it. And if you want it to look very custom and especially as photographers, even a little artsy, um, you have to either code it yourself or hire a designer to do it. And I've built several Squarespace sites. I'm very comfortable with the platform. I'm not comfortable with making it look artsy. (laughs) and adding a little zhuzh to it. And I think that's something that show it does really, really well. Their bare bones, basic templates are a little bit more catered to an artistic service. So I also feel like people who use show it are a little bit in a cult and they love it so much. So I'm just curious, like part of this is an exercise in curiosity for me and just following the my curiosity into what I'm interested in and what I would like to learn. And I would love to learn the back end of show it just because I don't know it. I have a custom WordPress site that I can do some things in and I know the back end of Squarespace, but I really am enjoying putting myself in my client's shoes, like my copywriting client's shoes as 
a DIY photographer at this point. And I'm learning a ton about what people have to do, what decisions they have to make, um, that kind of thing. So I decided show it. And that's where I'm going to build the new site. And I am currently looking at templates. I'm making myself pick one today. And there's literally thousands of show it templates out there. I think I've looked at every single one at this point. (laughs) And there's one for everybody. So that's kind of the decisions that I'm making. I'm also looking at like branding and fonts and all of that. And as somebody who's not a designer, that is exhausting and difficult. Did you know that, Ben? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) It is difficult. Hey, but I've got a question. So, you know, I know that you're currently kind of debating between a a couple templates. Uh, uh, Where are you sourcing these templates from? Because, you know, even in my experience, just going to show it, they have a whole section where you can just take a look at templates and and even look at their free ones. And I got to tell you, there are some really solid, completely free templates to yes. jump right in on. Um, have, totally. you, have you got a chance to take a look at those? Yes, I've played around. I wanted to play in Squarespace just to make sure I didn't hate it before I committed to hosting my site there. And so I played around with a couple of free ones and I did really, really like the back end. It feels like Canva to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like if you use Canva, that's what the back end of show it feels like. Yeah. Um, I'm sure mobile customization is going to make me want to cry and probably will at some point. But um Yes, they do have some great free ones. The other thing that's really interesting, if you go to their designers page, you can, I think there's like, I don't know, 40 designers on there that have templates for sale in their shop. And every designer has more templates on their own site. So I went to every single designer's website on there and looked through the templates that they sell on their own personal site. So you can get lost for hours. I looked on Pinterest. I looked on Instagram. um, I looked in the footer of other people's websites who I like to see who they're crediting. Um, You can really find a million places to find templates, but yes, you're right. The, there are some free ones that are really, really good. My main thing is I really want a resources page and, um, you usually have to buy it. Like that's not one that's usually formatted. What do you mean when you say a resources page? What does that mean to you? So I do this thing on Green Fair Stories. I do Influencer Sunday where I talk about products that I like, books I'm reading. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recipes I'm eating, that kind of thing. And so I am going to move all of that from the Green Chair Story site because every year I try to make Green Chair Stories a little bit more of a brand and less of a Rachel Griman thing. So this is just one more step to make that more of a company that's separate from my face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay, this this makes sense. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, they, they start by just wanting to get a website up. And, uh, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I usually, when I'm usually thinking about like starting from scratch, I have to first get excited, Rachel, I have to get excited about the idea. And so I tend to jump into like, I'm going to make a logo uh, Uh and I'm going to make a website (laughs) and, um, logo creation. I, I would personally hop over to, to Canva to do that real quick, just to whip something up. Do you have any other resources that you might use? Uh, my designer friends always recommend just doing the name of the company in the font. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a like, gr- man. That's even better to start. Extremely yeah. simple. And yes, I'll make that in Canva and make it a PNG so I can lay it over things and maybe do different brand colors, but I'm not spending time or money on a logo right now. Yep. hundred percent. Okay. So, so then we get into this, this issue of, of kind of branding and, mm-hmm. and deciding on some of that. And I think when we're first starting it from scratch, at least in my experience, the, the, the website template becomes the branding. 
Yes. To, to generally speaking, I tend to just yeah. be like, okay, yeah, I like, I'm fine with this. They got like some brownish, warm tone color palette. Yeah. Here's some tight yeah. faces. This is now the brand. I almost, when I'm looking for my website themes, I tend to also be kind of looking for branding. Um, and then it, it can adjust, of course, you know, I yeah. can uh, soften things up, but, but do you have any places that you tend to go to when trying to like think more about the brand for the particular business or do you just kind of do what I say or not what I say, but what I've done in the past and just kind of roll with whatever the website templates given me. I switch it up a little bit because I have my copywriter hat on for this and I've been photographing for 10 years. So I pulled all the reviews I have from that time from clients and see what words come out the most. And I kind of gave myself some brand guidelines and values of feeling that I want people to feel when they land on the site, honest, comfortable, warm. Those are like the main things. And then I went to Pinterest and I made a board of, I literally just rapid fire pinned, no thoughts, just vibes. Mm. And I just started pinning everything that felt that way to me as I was scrolling through things. And it became very clear what I liked and what I was being drawn to through the lens of those words and what my clients like as well. That's awesome. So my board would look entirely like houseplants. It'd just be full of houseplants. I'm like, Oh, well, I guess my, (laughs) this is my whole website now. But I also have my favorite clients in mind. The, I had three moms in mind that I love working with. I love the attitude of their families, how they invited me in. I loved how their sessions went. And I was looking for pins and designs and vibes that felt like them. So I just flash pinned like a hundred things. And then I whittled it down and I saw this really interesting theme emerge. It's a secret you'll find out soon. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just became super clear what I liked. And then this is a little hack for you. Mm. I pulled, I screenshotted or saved a lot of those images from Pinterest and pulled them into Canva. And if you bring them into a document, you can choose colors from the actual pin, like from the actual photos. Mm -hmm. And that's how I came up with my palette. People are saying they lost audio. Did you lose audio? No, I didn't. Oh, good. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm still vibing. I'm still, I'm still checking in. So say, so say that last part one last time that one once again on that last sentence. Yeah. So you pull the photos from your board into into Canva and you can use the color chooser and choose colors from that specific image to build your palette. Mm. Have you also and, seen the AI feature of Canva where you can yes. bring in a photograph and then have it create a design, a recommended design and a whole bunch of designs based yes. on the aesthetics of that picture? I got lost in that for like 10 minutes because I was like, oh, I could use this to make a logo. And then I was like, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Or just continue to get like more, just like more brand identity ideas. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, Yes. In that process. Is Is that in the premium version or is that in the free version? I think it's in the premium. Yeah, it sounds kind of premium, premium. doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah, sounds it pretty premium. But premium Canva is worth it. I am telling you. I do not know why I did not. I bought that like maybe five months ago, and I don't know why I didn't upgrade sooner. What was I thinking? It's yeah, so yeah. cheap. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Um, okay, yeah. now see, I'm, I'm getting lost, and I started to hop in. I was like, okay, I need yeah, to do the podcast. don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my goodness. Okay, cool. I, but yeah. I love this. So, so you thought about, and you had reviews to go off of, but essentially you thought through how you wanted your 
uh, your target client to feel. And you yes. took those words into Pinterest, started pinning stuff, then chose yeah. those images, brought them into Canva, uh, selecting colors from those, but also mm -hmm. potentially using AI uh, to create mockups, to create designs. It's really yeah. cool because it'll even choose typefaces based on mm -hmm. photographs, and it can really help to give you a, a great direction to go in. Honestly, this is where I would recommend, if you're starting from scratch, that everybody stop. This is like, let, let's, again, MVP, minimum viable product. Mm -hmm. You have you have it good enough. It is not perfect, but no. we're, right now we're just trying to get some a client in the door and a little bit of money right. in the bank. And so move on, move forward. Yeah. Would you, would you agree you, with that? Yes, and if you don't have clients, like I have tons of clients to choose from, pick someone you know in real life that you would like to work with. Pick somebody that you have a very clear understanding of who they are mm. and what they're like, and think about that person or that group of people when you think about this brand. There is nothing better than using a real person when you're designing something. And granted, this is an iteration. I am going to iterate on this brand over and over again yeah. because I'm not an expert in it, but done is so much better than perfect at this point. If I tried to make this perfect, it would ruin me in the next two weeks. But that's why I'm giving myself a deadline for picking a template today. I cannot keep thinking about this. It is literally holding me back at this point. You have to make decisions and keep going. This is actually a really funny parallel, but I got engaged, um, and we were only engaged for three months. So we got married super quick. Our families are very conservative Christians, so we couldn't live together until we got married. So we were like, let's just do this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my rule for myself when I was planning my wedding, oh my gosh, 12 years ago. That's so bad. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going off. I'm at 13. Yeah, we, we in the same yeah. boat. You yeah. Know? But my rule for myself when planning my wedding was, there are no maybes. It's yes or no right away. I did not let myself waffle. That way I wasn't playing the comparison game every night with centerpieces or a dress or stuff like that. It was yes or no. It was just keeping the ball rolling. Mm. And so that's kind of the attitude that I'm trying to adopt with this because I mean, I'm trying to do it quickly, but also there is no good, better, best really when it comes to this stuff. It's just about making choices and then moving forward. Because at the end of the day, yes, your website is extremely important when you're trying to optimize and make the most money possible, but good social proof and good clients are going to get you a hell of a lot further in the beginning than a stunning website. So, and word of mouth, like we all know word of mouth referrals are the best. So get a system in place where you can accept clients. That's that's the priority. It doesn't need to be gorgeous. It doesn't need to be perfect. And by the way, I'm preaching to myself here because I'm having a really hard time not making an excellent site right now. It's going to be okay. Just, just make the decision, move forward. You'll come back <laughs> to it. You'll continue to come back to it. I, I love will. this. I love that you're in it and you're just like wrestling with it all. Yes. Um, okay. So um, from here, you know, we, we, we do need to have, uh, we do need to have a little bit of marketing going on, but before we get to marketing, we need a place to park the money, to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and if you're listening to this, I want to encourage you don't park the money in your, in, into just like your personal account. Like no. I, I, you could, and it's not yeah. inherently wrong. It's just, it, it's, it, it can get you into a little bit of pickle. If you, if you continue to do that and you continue to mix business income with your personal directly. Totally. Uh, and so just start off. It's free to do. Just go create a business mm -hmm. account, just a business yeah. checking account. Don't overthink it. Honestly, 
you don't even need to make it a business account, Rachel. You can just right. go create a personal account, call it the name of your business. Right. And because just, if it's an LLC, you are the business. So yep. it doesn't matter from a tax perspective. It doesn't need to be a business account. Um, I just like to do it that way because I already have it set up. But I would recommend doing it at the same place that you do your banking already because then you can transfer money very easily between yeah. the two accounts. Yep. Um, I can give you my checklist of everything that I did on day one. Like yeah. I started doing this last Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go through your list. And in one day I bought the domain. Um, I got the email address to go with the domain. I got it through Gmail. Um, I signed up for an LLC in the state of Colorado. Um, I got my EIN from the state of Colorado. Mm -hmm. I set up Google my business so I can start to ask people to put reviews on there. I was just about to go there next. Yeah. Um, and the things that I have left to do, well, I did set up Flowdesk because I want to start capturing email addresses. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I don't know that I'm going to send out a newsletter, but why not capture as many as I can from the jump? For the listeners who do not know what Flowdesk is, do you mind enlightening us? Sorry. Yes. Flowdesk is an email management software system. It's like ConvertKit or MailChimp. Um, it's basically a place to send email newsletters to your audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I use Flowdesk. I love. And then I already know and use uh, Dubsado. That's how I pronounce it. How do you pronounce that? I call it a uh, Dubsado. <laughs> uh, no, no, Dubsado. Yeah, sure. Dubsado. Okay. Right. Yeah, it works for me. My assistant says um, Dubsado. And I'm like, is that how you say you it? You know what? I actually interviewed the CEO, the owner of Dubsado on this podcast. And, and we talked about it. And uh, the the way it got its name, do you know how it got its name? No, it's because it's, it's he named it from uh, from what his his boy was saying when his boy was born. He he would say like um, Debsado Debsado, uh, and so he's that made is this, how you pronounce it. Then. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast because he said it. He said it on air. It's like it's actually pronounced <laughs> Debsado. I don't know if that's it, but yeah. Um, and he was explaining that it's just it's just it's like a, a little saying that his boy used to say when he was a baby, and so he named that the company crazy. that. And I don't think it's Dubsado. I think it's because that sounds. I don't think a baby would say Dubsado. I think a baby would say uh -uh. Dubsado, like Dubsado. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and okay, so, fine. Uh, but I got to go back to the. I, I'll look up what episode <laughs> that was of the podcast, and we're going to find out. But yeah. but explain what Dubsado is as well yeah. while we're explaining all so, these things. Dubsado is a CRM software, a client management software. Um, there are 17 hats. There's HoneyBook. What's another one, Ben? What do you use? Uh, 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 Tave is another one. I mean, yeah. big one. I don't know. One of those Pixify ones or something like that. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different things that you can use for this. I already know and love Dubsado. So I just made another brand on that one. And that's where I'm going to set up a workflow. I sell email templates for photographers and I literally uploaded all of them. And I'm going to use my own email templates to communicate with my clients, you know, inquiry responses, invoices, contracts, that kind of thing. So they're all preloaded in there and I can use them when people start inquiring. Um, and it hooks up to your email address. It's wonderful. Um, also, I had to change over my Pixie set to my new email address. Like there's so many different software things that I had to get lined up. But even, oh, and I had to change my Lightroom, like my Adobe subscription to the new business. Like there's all sorts of things that I have set up through my Green Share stories that are really for photography that I need to start filing taxes with and counting as expenses under this new brand. So even with all of that, my monthly software, like allowance, like what I'm spending in software every month is still going to be less than a hundred dollars. That's awesome. Yeah, like, it's not expensive. 
Yep, that's awesome. By the way, episode 76 of the podcast. Okay. Uh, Jake Berg. I'm going to go listen. Jake Berg's yes. the owner. Yeah. Uh, and Becca, his wife. Yeah, that's Got right. It. Yep, episode 76. Go, go give that a listen. Learn a little bit more <laughs> about, about Dubs and O or whatever it's called. Uh, that was yeah. a great little story. Okay, so under $100. I love that because you, you did just list off a series of things, and I bet people are thinking, oh, man, so I need this, I need this, I need this. Yes, and it's really not that crazy because what all did you list off? You listed off uh, a client relationship management software. Mm-hmm. Uh, which honestly, even to start, you might not even need that right out the gate. Right. Uh, you know, uh, candidly, it's certainly helpful. Yeah, um, but, but I think it's like $200 a year or less. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, we'll call that like, uh, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, HoneyBook is something like, uh, $10 maybe 19. Yeah. Let's see what HoneyBook is. And Lightroom is less than 10 bucks a month, or I think it is $10 a month. Um, my show it site I think will be like 20 or $25 a month. Um, Pixie set is $200 a year. Like everything is evening out to like around a hundred dollars a month. Yep. For sure. For all the software that I need. I love that. It's awesome. Um, and that's, and that's doable. That's absolutely doable. Okay, cool. So, um, you did mention, uh, Google, my business. I just wanted to, mm-hmm. to pause on that because that is an important one. So people can mm-hmm. find you, uh, help your, help your rankings, help people find you also create a space for, to collect, uh, reviews. And mm-hmm. so setting up a Google, my business is super simple to do. You just need to have a location, uh, to send, they're going to send you a little postcard that you yeah. verify your, your business and your address. Yeah. And so like, that's just the one component to it that you have to do. And sometimes you have to wait for it and that can be a little bit of a pain. Um, and then I, I would actually recommend uh, in the early stages, just doing some initial like base level keyword research, Mm -hmm. um, and just, just starting to get some of that, uh, on your homepage. Uh, and we don't need to go deep into SEO because this is kind of an MVP. Um, but if, if, if you can assign an H1 tag, based yep. on that keyword on the homepage. Oh, like, great. Let's do it. Let's just, let's yeah. just knock that out. Yeah. And I'm really good at collecting testimonials. So I will be shooting for the stars with my SEO. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Radical. I love that. Yeah. It looks like, by the way, HoneyBook is $8, uh, $8. Uh, yeah. People are either HoneyBook stands or Dubsado stands. Like yep. it is one or the other. I use HoneyBook and did not like it at all. Some people do not like Dubsado at all. I really like that you can do an ACH bank transfer, which is you get, like basically people transfer money directly into your account rather than using a credit card and you save so much money. It's $5 per that for that transaction rather than 3% of your total. Hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that for you. It's um, <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> phrases to say. Yeah. I, I say it all the time, <laughs> but I also mean it. It's not like a slighted thing. It's like, I really love that. You know what? You. It depends on the situation. Sometimes I do mean it as a dick. Oh yeah. Yeah. In this situation, <laughs> I would say 95% of the time I mean, it. it's like, I, I really do love that for you. It's yeah. so cool. It's awesome. Ben, I have a question for you. Yeah. What photo delivery software does style and story use? Yeah. So when you say photo delivery software, you're talking about when the gallery is all done, how do I deliver that to my client? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I use, uh, I just email it. I just email individual files. Directly. Stop <laughs> it. Back in Dropbox, the day, right? Back, Dropbox. Yeah, Dropbox <laughs> back in the day. Um, no, so I'm on shoot proof. And one of the reasons that I like shoot proof is it was really one of the first ones to, um, pioneer and prioritize online gallery, uh, image sales. Mm-hmm. Um, with automated emails based on user behavior on the gallery. 
Okay. Meaning you can, you can have it set up automated emails out to people who visit the online galleries that you have, mm-hmm. and you can change the emails that fire depending on the behavior that they take inside of the online gallery. Oh. So if the gallery is going to expire and so it's like a funnel within exactly. the software. Yeah. So if the gallery is going to expire in 30 days, you got 30 days to download the pictures and view everything and whatever, and, and make their orders. You can have shoot proof say, Hey, two weeks before the gallery expires, email every visitor, a reminder, hey, the guy's going to expire in 14 days. Make sure you yeah. go in. Then you can use ShootProof to uh, to only, well, yeah, to, it, you can order your prints directly through there because they're collaborated with um, like the top labs. But you okay. can also then say, hey, uh, you know, four days before the gallery expires, anybody who has favorited images but mm-hmm. haven't purchased any, only email those people. Hey, I noticed that. that you have uh, if you favorited from some photographs, but you haven't um, purchased any of the digitals or any uh, art. Make sure that you do. The gallery's going to expire, and you know whatever. Then you can go so far as to say, hey, the day before the gallery expires, anybody who has any images in their cart but they haven't sent them out, you could send them an email. But you can also attach custom coupons to it. So you could say like, yeah. hey, the gallery's going to expire tomorrow. We noticed that you have some photographs in your gallery that you haven't um, fi- finalized on the purchase of. I want to make this a no-brainer for you. And so I've made all shipping uh, free, and I've given you 20% off. Uh, make sure that you take advantage of this before it expires again in 48 hours. Brilliant. And you could just set up entire sequences based on behavior. And it's just, listen, is it going to change your life? Is it money? Is it that kind of money? Nah. But it's great to just have these automated things come in. And yeah. just like take a little ping. Okay, cool. Here's a 50 little bucks. extra money ping. is Here's better than bucks. no extra money. Exactly. Tave is paid for for the next year. Shoeproof is right, paid for right, for the next year. Right. You know, it's like those little things that kind of help in the early days. Do you know what labs they print from? Yeah. So Shoeproof has a few different integrations. I use Miller's. And okay. so That's I have I it set up uh, for Miller's. Uh, to be honest, I... I only use Miller, so it's all I've ever looked. Yeah, but I same. know they Me do too. have <laughs> other. They have other integration. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Uh, uh, White House probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Bay maybe. I, I'd have to go back and take a look and okay. see what they have. I can log in right now and find out. Interesting, but see, these are the little decisions that really add up, and. Something I said to someone last night talking about this was everybody is solving the same problem in a different way. Like all of these decisions about software, platform, banks, templates, really everyone is trying to solve the same problem, but you're going to have a different experience with each one. So it's not necessarily good, better, or best. It's just what's going to work for you right now. What is going to make your life easier or um, what are you willing to struggle with for a different end result? So I don't want you to hear me saying specific companies or software that I'm using and think that's the only way I'm just saying making a choice is better than waffling on one. Yep. By the way, Bay MPix, Black River Imaging, Miller's, Richard Photo Lab, and White House Custom Color. I say it's got to be Richard Photo Lab too. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, listen. This is this is to me. This is like the MVP. This is kind of getting things started. Of course, create a social account. You know, start. Oh yeah, I did that on day one too. You know, (laughs) and then uh, and then from there, I would say one of the last things I would do is I would uh, I would we've talked about this before in the show, but. Um, reach out to every single person that you know. You you yes. have a list. I think a lot of times we think about like a list as like an email list. I'm like I don't have an email list. I don't have a list of people. I'm like you do. Look at your contacts on your phone. That is your starting list. Look at all the emails mm-hmm. that you have from friends, family, uh, 
relatives, uh, organizations, think about your clubs, your churches, your community, your friends, your schools, mm-hmm. all these things. If the friends groups that you have, past clients, past vendors, in other industries, in other jobs that you've worked. You worked at Subway, great, message your boss. Mm-hmm. You know anybody <laughs> who's, who's, who wants some boudoir picks? You want some boudoir <laughs> picks, old boss? I'll, you know what I mean? Subway manager. You can't, can't get fired, you know? It just, I know you've thought about it, and so I just want to reach out and... Uh, if you send an email to your old subway manager asking if they want boudoir picks, picks, please CC me on that. I just, I just want to see. With BCC. the subject line, I know you've thought about this for a long time, you know. Um, so, uh, but that's like you just start by just messaging yeah. everybody. And yep. it's not just a, would you like this? It's also a request for like, do you know anyone who you mm-hmm. could introduce me to who might be interested in this? And you could attach a promotion to it. You know, I'm just getting started. And so um, for the next couple of weeks, uh, I would love to take care of anybody and, and do something special. You know, at this point, you, that could be as far as I, I, would, I just like to create some images right. to uh, percents off to maybe no percent off, but additional benefits. Like, you know, I'd love to give them an additional uh, session, images, yeah. prints, whatever it is. You know, you can just add on more value. But that's really, you know, going to be the, the next step to take. Yeah. Not everything has to be optimized. Yep. Sometimes it just needs to be done. Yep. Done's better than perfect. Okay. So go through your list one more time. Uh, um, so you've got your, uh, your website. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like your, your, your first thing, a separate bank account. And then we need a, a few ways to get deliverables out to clients. Yep. You, you spoke about your online gallery delivery platform. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. have, did you decide on one yet? A template? No, the, the oh, online gallery. I have Pixie set. I'll probably stay there for now. And if it becomes too cumbersome, I'll look at Shootproof because cool. you're like the third person that told me about it. Yeah. it's And I think a lot of them now do have some sort of uh, email print instead of kind of stuff baked yeah. in now. Shootproof is just the beginners. Yeah. Um, okay. So those, uh, what else? Yeah, CRM. Yep. CRM. Um, uh, Dubzito Honeybook. And everything to make it legal. Like you want to be legal in your state. Ah. So make sure you register as an LLC so you can file taxes correctly. Yep. And early on, you know, when you hop into a CRM uh, that like we've just mentioned, they, I know HoneyBook has um, contract templates that you can begin with. And Mm -hmm. again, this is the MVP. When you're just starting off, go ahead and just jump in and use that. Uh, but when, as you build, the time's going to come that you're going to probably want to get your contract looked over actually by a lawyer, make sure that it's solid for your state, your location, what you're exactly up to. But just to start when you're beginning, a lot of times I see photographers like, I don't know how to get people to sign contracts and collect payment, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be what your serum will help you to do. Right. And it's not expensive. Yeah. Like. $200 $200 a year is not expensive or $8 a month, whatever it is at HoneyBook. Yep. For all the things it allows you to do. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Hey, go out there, go start a business from scratch. Yeah. Go forth and make your brand. Yeah. Uh, and multiply or whatever. Is it down to like, was that a, <laughs> be think, fruitful and multiply. I think that's, that's what, what you were going for. I think that's what you were going for. That's not what I was going for. I think but... it was. <laughs> I think that's what you were going for. Hey, go do the deed, my friends. And uh, we'll talk soon in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until then, keep showing up. And be kind to yourself. Bye.